Ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy to you. So, so I'm, in, I'm in the new studio. So I, so I heard you have new recording space. Does it, does it sound better? It's, it's high-tech equipment. You know, I'd say it sounds a lot better. It, it should, actually. I mean, I, I upgraded um, basically everything. So <laughs> basically it's everything. Top-the-line recording studio set up just for this. I don't even use it for anything else. You've got much less reverb, I will say. Yeah, that was the first thing I said. Was we just got to get rid of the reverb. No, no reverb. If that counts for anything, I think that counts for a lot. No reverb. I mean, I don't. I don't even use the room except for this weekly. Is that true? hundred percent. Do you put a big sign on the door? Studio. Yeah, I mean, it's locked. You can't get in. Podcasters only. Uh, podcasters only. You got to get a secret handshake to go in. I need a secret code. That sounds good. I, I wish I had that. Checks your your retina does like eyeball imprints so it knows it's you that's really nice yeah i've got that i, I actually right, usually I, I sit on the left hand side of the couch but for this i'm actually sitting on the right side of the couch it's my podcasting spot interesting what why'd you switch that up um on the left hand side i'm more in a uh reclined position but i don't want to i want to be on top of my game so i need to sit up so i have to sit on the right hand side of the couch to sit up so so wait but our previous podcast you were on the left or on the right uh, on previous co- no, on previous podcast, I am on the right side of the couch. I am so this is, this up is and new. ready to go. Okay, okay. So, it's very it's very important that you're uh, you're at your prime, you know, productivity, and you're just on point when you're podcasting. I mean, you gotta gotta be sharp. It's all about sharp wit. I mean, we're coming off a pretty strong third episode. I'd say so. I actually cannot say that I've listened to it yet, but it's on my list of things to do. <laughs> that's that's good. You can add listening to this one as well. Oh, I mean, it, it, took a, it took a little while to post that third one. Do we have some tech trouble or something? I, I did some post. You what? I did some post. You would have known if you had listened. Oh, right. I didn't actually, I didn't think you were going to do that. I, I, do we have I a budget for that now? Or are we moving into kind of like post-production now that we're in the new studio? I put it on, I put it on my resume. You know how to do post. Interesting. That's good. I mean, it's not even lying, basically. You've done it. You published a podcast. Like, it's true. Of all the things that are on people's resumes, it's pretty factually accurate, actually. So the reader, the, sorry, the readers, the listeners want to know, they want an update. Do you need transcripts on, of this? Um, we don't publish a transcript, do we? They're internal, strictly for reference purposes. It's actually, a, from a lot of listeners, thought this was scripted. But just so people know, this is no script at all. No, Nobody thought this was no scripted. No written documentation of this whatsoever. Nobody, nobody thought this was scripted. Uh, but, so you were saying the, the listeners slash readers wanted something? They, they want an update on our, our marketing efforts, what we've been doing in the marketing department. Marketing efforts. Our marketing department is lacking. I will say a lot of that the budget that was going into marketing was put into my new recording studio instead. So okay. I figured now that I got that set up, and we're back on schedule, we're grooving, oh boy, boy, it's rolling along, this week starts the marketing efforts. we got the third episode up, the fourth will come up soon, we may even put up an After Dark show, right, from uh, our, our outtakes so. the third. We might have to get a second feed for that. but Second feed, okay. Well, we'll figure, we'll figure out how to do that. That's the tech side, but marketing is up and running this week. I think we'll probably get a mass, mass Twitter campaign, maybe get some... Instagram's going, Foursquare, Pinterest, I mean, you name it, we're going to be everywhere. Foursquare, Pinterest, that's where I want to be. Yeah, I actually do not really know what Pinterest is, to be honest, and I've never used Foursquare. <laughs> I've never used Foursquare either. Uh, I do know what both of them are. I mean, I, I know what Foursquare is. That's, well, what, what actually is Pinterest? What does it do? Pinterest is, how do you describe it? Uh, do you know what pin, pin board is? Nope, not, not into pins very much. Okay, yeah, the pins are an interesting subset of websites. But pin, pin board is a place where you can go and, and put up all sorts of bits of information, pictures and text and website links. But Pinterest, what it seems like, is just like you're pinning things that you like, and it borrows heavily from the, like, the Tumblr concept of uh, reblogging things from other people. So somebody pins a picture of a, you know, a painting that they really like, and... 10,000 other people pin it back. Got it. So then do you follow certain people and like you go on their 
feed or their Pinterest feed or something and see everything they pin? I think so. I, I'm really off my area of expertise right now. Well, maybe we'll cut Pinterest out of the marketing campaign. Maybe we'll go a little old school, straight up Facebook. Aim. Do we have a MySpace page? Should we set that up? Can you put up a link to the podcast in your away message? Um, I don't know. Can I? I, I think you can. <laughs> um, to, what, to what feed? Just the straight where it's hosted? To the, to the iTunes feed. Oh, oh, right. To the iTunes feed. The iTunes link. I can, I can send you that. I'll, I'll the shorten it. server. Um, you know what? That's, that's going to be my aim message for forever. So I don't change it very often, nor do I use AIM very often. But do you still use AIM? Rarely. I mean, I use, uh, depending on what operating system I'm running, Windows or Mac, I use a different client, but I use one of those like combo clients that brings in Gchat, Facebook Chat, AIM, whatever you have. So Do you use ADM on the Mac? ADM on the Mac, and what is it called? Trillion. Windows. What? Trillion. Um, Trillion I use on my phone. Oh, what is the name of the... Something else in Windows, but I'm actually blanking on the name. But yeah, so once in a while someone, most of the conversations I would do through that client is always going to be uh, Google, going to be Gtalk. True. But once in a while, I mean, I mean, we'll come through. I, I actually signed on AIM the other day, just for... Just, just straight aiming? Just AIM, to just see what was going on. Were um, any of your friends online? Very few. Uh, a mutual friend of ours at Brandeis, um, who didn't make it past sophomore year, uh, messaged me instantly. Not surprised if that friend is the same friend. I think you were I think, I think we know who we're talking about. We should probably refrain from. Uh, well, I don't think we're allowed to use acquaintance. names on the podcast, are we? Without permission. Without permission, we shouldn't. And especially because it's live, like there's no time to take it back or anything. So what the what the listener should take away is that um, that I have a friend on him. That's, that's good. So what do the listeners know? I'm looking at the time. We're seven minutes in. The listeners true. know that they are, in fact, listeners and not readers. That's that true. I have a new recording studio mm-hmm. that you sit on the left side of the couch. Right side of the couch. Right side of the, right side of the couch. Sometimes I sit on the left, but not when I'm podcasting. That you have a friend on AIM and that we may start marketing. I'd, I'd say it's That's a productive for seven minutes. That's some good banter right there. That's, I mean, the listeners now know a lot more than they used to. That's the whole point. The point is to educate the listeners. There's the no doubt about that. to educate the listeners about, about anything. Well, we had a topic, actually. Unlike last okay. week, when we both got on the call and had absolutely no idea what we were going to talk about. We had an idea we were going to talk about Breaking Bad. We were going to talk about Breaking Bad. But it really wasn't settled. It was settled. We, we discussed for a good 20 seconds what we were gonna, if we were going to discuss Breaking Bad or not. I, I went into that knowing I was only going to talk about Breaking Bad and nothing else. Okay. But t- the, today, we have a, a true-to-form topic. Okay, and what's that? And the topic is, and it's kind of broad in a sense, but the topic is unlimited data plans on both wired and uh, cellular internet and data caps. So we're not going to live pod the Olympics. I thought that's what we were doing. Well, that would be tough because we'd have to stay up till 2 in the morning. Because Are we, we're going to live pod the U.S. feed. Oh, we're going to live pod Do we have international listeners? I figured this was a kind of U.S.-dominated audience. Um, we had that one subscriber from uh, the Ukraine. Did we actually? Yeah, we had one subscriber from Ukraine. Do we know who that is? No, but it's the Internet. It could be anybody. All right, so we won't live pod the Olympics. We'll go with your thing instead. Maybe next week we'll live pod... A recording of the Olympics, because they'll be over by then. Next week, right, because they end Sunday. That's and sad. Sunday's closing ceremonies, right? I can't believe we didn't do a podcast about the Olympics. Oh, they've been going on. That's really distressing. Did you see Misty May and Kerry Walsh won gold today? Yes, I did. That was cool. That was good. I, I, like, I like to see that. Well, I'm really excited. It's weird to have like, a U.S. versus U.S. finals, you know? It sh- it should be, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Like, it should have to be in another country. Part of me doesn't like that. Part of me says something about that is fishy, but the other part of me that's an American says that that's completely awesome. Yeah, you're probably right. That's what I want to see. Oh, it was, kind of, it was actually kind of confusing to figure out which team they were because they were both wearing American colors and said true. USA on it the whole time. It's true. But I, I, I kind of caught on that they were the ones wearing red, the other team was wearing white. <laughs> you know, I, did, I didn't actually watch the, the match. It's 
gone at 4, 10 Eastern day. But I'll actually go by quick. I mean, the whole thing's like 30 minutes. It's actually very, very fast, especially if they only play two sets. You know, I've watched, I've watched very little um, volleyball or beach volleyball. I've watched a lot of team handball. I watched on the first day and actually have not watched since. I think that's the most underrated sport. Team handball is great. Did you, ever, did you ever play that in like gym class in high school or something? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, right. So, so did we. I remember it being so much fun, too, when we played. I remember thinking this is a really fun sport to play. You know, it's one... What, uh, I'll tell you like very quickly why it's one of my favorite sports. Um, one, the goalies are almost useless. Yeah, I like sports like that too. They really just can't stop anything. And, and you can tell they're almost useless because they wear sweatpants. Uh, lacrosse is the same way. Exactly. But lacrosse, I feel like the goalies are like in danger. Don't you hear yes. about like lacrosse goalies like getting killed all yeah. the time? There's literally not a worse sport than a goalie. In a yeah, they, they, there shouldn't even be goalies in lacrosse, honestly. I mean, they're just wearing shorts. Like, they're, they're not wearing padding. And that ball is hard. Oh, and it comes like... It flies, yeah. Fast. But in handball, the ball, I mean, the ball is a, it's a ball. It's like a basketball in hardness. But right. It's a lot smaller. But. It's a lot smaller, but, you know, sometimes they get a save. If a goalie gets five saves in a game, that's epic. That's a great game for a goalie. It's a fantastic game for a goalie. Even better is when they have to do penalty shots. Yeah. From, like, what seems like three feet away. That's, if you, that's if you miss one of those, you're, you, you should be, like, publicly shamed in your country. If you miss a penalty shot? In Team Handball. Well, does anyone care enough about Team Handball to shame someone like that? A- apparently it's, it's... Are there countries pretty, that care? Yeah, apparently it's pretty popular in Europe. Yeah, but do you really think... I mean, even if it's... Po- like, what does popular in Europe mean? I mean, basketball is popular in America, but no one really watches the Olympics in America for the basketball team. Uh, well, well, let me tell you the other reasons why I, I like it. Um, second of all... It's so low priority in America that they never get announcers. Right. And so you just hear sounds of the game, which is great. And that kind of sport just works really well with sounds of the game. I don't need the announcer telling me what a great pass that was. I can figure it out for myself. Yep. And my third favorite thing is, is the pacing of the game and that the clock doesn't stop. And after, yeah, after a goal, you almost always see a fast break attempt by the other team. Uh-huh. And so there's, like, there's no rest whatsoever, which is just fantastic. No, I agree. I mean, it's no curling, but team handball is a good Olympic sport. No, it doesn't have the pacing of curling. No. Very few sports do have to stop and remain stopped pacing of curling. It's true. It's pretty low intense intensity. Yeah. So well, that kind of took us off traffic, uh, off traffic, off topic. Another. I would have been. Should we should we get back to the wide world of capped data plans? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this because I've I've been thinking about this late, lately. Lead us off, Mike. Get us going, and I'll and I'll add my words of wisdom. I think I think this is one of those issues that really is a fairly big issue, but very but few no people one are no really one realizes that it's a big issue yet. That's the thing. I don't think. I mean, very many people are paying attention to it, especially the people that it's going to sideswipe. And so, it, it, let me explain I know that. when I kind of meant like the average consumer, I don't think has any idea about this. Right. So, so a person like your, yourself or myself or someone who's into the technology world under, understands what a data cap is and understands yeah. why it's an issue. But one of the things that I don't think people have talked about is, uh, a, let, let's, let's talk specifically right now about uh, proposed or active two gigabyte data caps on cell phones. Yeah, and that's on across the board. That's the standard. What you're going to get for for twenty five or thirty bucks, I think, right? Uh, yeah. So we're twenty five, thirty. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It, it's different. I, yeah, but that that's the going rate. So one of the things that um, really concerns me about this is how consumers are just absolutely going to be sideswiped by the the companies trying to keep the prices, you know, keep them locked into this two gigabyte plan. And give them phones which could potentially run through two gigabytes of data in a mere in a matter of minutes. I mean, if you stream an H stream off Netflix, you're halfway there. Exactly. So, so and for example, the marketing campaigns on four G phones are basically about streaming Netflix. Like that's all they're advertising is how fast it is. Exactly. Um, so, for example, I have an iPhone. Right? It has three G in it. Um, 
I usually do somewhere between two and three gigabytes a month. Do you, um, do you actively kind of track that? I actively monitor it every single month, just to, just because I'm curious and I want to yeah. know how much oh, data I, I use. I'm unlimited. I monitor too. You got to know how much how much data do you usually use in a month on your on your phone? So I have an HTC Resound. Very recently, actually, I have an ice cream sandwich HTC Resound. It's very uh, exciting. O only a year late. I'm going to get new headphones and come right back. You want to play a commercial? Yeah, I'll do a I'll do a spot. Just take us out to the sponsors. This portion of the Ohoy podcast is brought to you by Domino's Pizza. Call now your local Domino's for a five-five-five deal. That is five medium, one topping pizzas for five dollars each. And don't forget to answer the door when the delivery guy comes. This portion of the Ohoy podcast is brought to you by Seinfeld. Tune in to your local NBC affiliate at seven thirty p.m. or probably around eight thirty, and you might see some Seinfeld. It's the best show to watch. I just did two really good spots. I, I heard the first was Domino's Pizza and the second was Seinfeld. <laughs> I did not know Seinfeld sponsored podcasts, but we have a pretty lucrative, uh, pretty lucrative sponsor list. Well, you know, actually, I never went back to that site. Uh, comedians and cars drinking coffee. Does he have more episodes left yet? Yeah, the Ricky Gervais one is up, but I haven't watched it yet. I should, I should watch up with on my list. Okay. It. So technical difficulties aside, I think it was the headphones and the mic. I guess it was a older set that somehow got swapped into the new studio. You, you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you. You hear me now? Yes. So you have a HTC Resend. How much data do you use in a given month? On a given month, I'm going to be at about 5 gigs, although there have been months where I've hit closer to 20, to be honest. Closer to 20. And you do a lot of video streaming. It's not streaming. Mm -hmm. It's downloading and moving files around. Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of create my own use cases for the sake of doing them that aren't applicable to most people. Okay. Um, so, so, so I have my 4G phone. Data speeds are great. I have about a 45-minute commute on the train every day. So, And I have a file server in my apartment that I can kind of FTP into. So often, I will FTP into my server, download a show to watch on the train, and just run through like 500 megabits at a time right there. Often I'll actually just torrent onto my phone. You can go through gigs that way really easily. There's a, so I use my phone for a lot of kind of media moving around that most people may not. Okay. But, I mean, aside from the torrenting, I think the both of us fit into two separate but important categories. Okay. Um, so, I, like I said, I use about two gigabytes a month, and I honestly... I don't really know where the two gigabytes go. I do almost no media streaming on my phone. Uh, almost all of it comes from audio. Uh, I'm a, a Spotify subscriber, um, and I have some offline playlists that I that I download the content into. And, and you I listen also to a use Wi-Fi a lot when you're at home, right? I use Wi-Fi a ton when I'm at home. I, and when I, I'm I never school. do that. I'm always 4G. Okay, so I, I probably use more. I probably should turn on, do an experiment and turn off my Wi-Fi for a month and see how much data I actually go through. It's actually worth knowing, especially if you're unlimited. But, but 3G is not as fast as Wi-Fi, and I'd probably quit that oh. experiment in a few Do days. they not make an iPhone that has 4G yet? No, they don't. They don't do that. I know, it's no, a shame. That's annoying. It? But they do make one that has Wi-Fi, and it works like a charm. Yeah. So when it, you need it to be solves that problem. Um, so, but, but I think we're in two... Like, two different advanced tiers beyond the, the normal consumer. Uh, maybe I would place myself in what the average consumer's consumption in like two to three, maybe two years. Mm -hmm. And your consumption actually mirrors what I think a normal consumer will average in five or so years. Um, just being that the internet is a pipe, right? It's, the internet really is a, like a dumb pipe to pipe you content. Yep. Um, it doesn't care what it's piping you. Uh, let's push all these issues of net neutrality aside, right? Yep. It is a dumb pipe, and it works for many people a lot like utility. And the reason why it is, in my opinion, it has been so utilized for the past however many years is that it's a pipe which just provides one service that people can innovate upon. And once you start to place restrictions on that pipe, you get into a gray area where... You, try, you, in some ways, might stymie the innovation that goes on top of that pipe. So uh -huh. when I tell people, 
uh, people say, oh, it's cheaper for me to go off the unlimited and go onto this two gigabyte plan. I try to convince them by saying, sure, right now you don't use two gigabytes, but what happens when there's that amazing service that none of us have any idea is coming? Um, we don't know what it is. Maybe it's a video streaming service. Maybe it's a, a thing that records a video of the inside of your pocket and it's the new rage and broadcasts it on the web. Pocket you, you, interest. You've, you've, exactly. You have no idea what it's going to be, but you, you want to have that utility. You don't want to be charred. You, know, you don't want to stymie that innovation. You're right. So, so you're saying that you would try to talk people into staying on their unlimited plan for just to future-proof themselves against something that they will want in the future. True. So I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think unlimited plans are almost a commodity. I think it's very important to stay on one. I, right now, I'm actually not getting a new phone for fear of losing my unlimited plan on Verizon. And I definitely think you're right about the future, what you're going to use. You don't know it now. The only thing, reason I think your argument doesn't hold up mm -hmm. is because no one is going to have an unlimited plan. I mean, they're, they're just not going to have them two years, one, two years, you know, like it's just everyone who has them wants to get your new phones or the carrier is going to find some way to get you off, even if eventually it's just discontinuing them. Even if you kept your same phone, your old 3G iPhone for five years, it's going to say no more unlimited. So don't think you really can future-proof yourself that well because the carriers are just going to kind of get rid of it some way or another. I, I, I know it's pretty much an inevitability that the carriers are going to get rid of it, but it doesn't stop me from wanting to argue so much from trying no, to you're, you're remove right. restrictions and from that pipe. It's, it's definitely, I mean, the two gigabyte plan as opposed to unlimited may be cheaper, but you're not future-proofing yourself. You have to monitor your data, and it's, it's not going to be cheaper if you start going over without realizing it. Yeah. And it's like not something people are in tune to do is monitoring their data. I mean, if I had a smartphone in the last week of the month, I couldn't check Google Maps or look up directions or check my email. That's, that's not the point of a smartphone. Right. Well, you would. You just have to pay more. Right, but assuming you're you kind of strict on not paying more. Would you rather pay by the megabyte? People, like, if, the, if you're trying to stay under a cap, and most people's mindset is do everything you can to stay under it, not it's okay, I'm going to just pay a little more for this. Yeah. So one of the, I, I like, I, I'm toying with this analogy, and I think you're going to like it. Um, I like your utility analogy, actually. But I think you're going to like this one more. Oh, um, especially just to say about that is because no other utilities are capped in any way. Like, exactly. You don't have a limited amount of water to your home or electricity or anything. Exactly. You can use as much electricity as you want. And perhaps you use a lot of electricity to run your business, right? I mean, imagine if your, your cable feed, which is the same information going back and forth, I think, right? Imagine if your cable feed was capped, you get 20 hours of cable a month or something. Yeah. Cable's a whole nother, you okay. know, whole nother some, bag some of rocks. Some are wrong about that? This, yeah, cable's a whole nother bag of rocks because you are paying for all the content. You're paying for all the content, but you actually only get to watch a small sub, a tiny subset of it. Okay, so throw cable out, move on to your next analogy. So I, I want to propose a, like a reverse analogy of a system where there were restrictions on consumption and those consumptions were lifted and the system flourished and the the system just completely changed and then that system actually for me is the the subway system in New York City so prior to 1993 there was no unlimited pass. there was no unlimited metro card in fact there was no metro card you paid by a token that's right so the metro card came out in 1993 and shortly thereafter there you could buy i believe it was like $64 when it first launched. It's almost double that now. It have been cheaper than that even. Uh, an unlimited metro card that allowed you to ride the subways and buses as much as you wanted for 30 days. Yeah. And what did this do to the, the New York City subway system? Um, prior to this, subway ridership levels were down to the lowest they had ever been in since like the 1920s or 30s when they were actually building the subways, so there was no capacity to carry people. And as soon as the Unlimited Metro card came out, ridership sparked, ridership started to climb, people started moving around Manhattan, people started moving around the city more, people felt no qualms about moving around during lunchtime and making purchases, so they were uh, supporting the economy, 
as well as I think it has a huge deal to do with the growth in the outer boroughs in New York City in that you don't really have, you know, it, there's, this, there's this cognitive thing that goes off in people's minds when they, when they have to pay $2.50 every time they get on the subway. They know that there's money being drained from them every single time. Every single time they use it, they drain more and more money. But if you've already paid all in, it's the opposite way around. And that is, you want to use the system to its fullest. You want to, like, it's totally fine to say, hey, let's go, let's go on a subway ride and let's get off at a stop I've never gotten off at. Because, because we have this unlimited thing. Let's go ride the G-Train just to ride the G-Train. Right. So, so do you see where, where I'm going with this analogy? I really like this analogy um, on first lines. You know I'm going to like it about the New York subways. True. Uh, we actually haven't really discussed that before, but we're both pretty much experts on the New York subway system as well. That is cool. the truth. If any of the listeners need directions or where to transfer or what's running local or express on a Saturday night, um, they should just kind of wait till the next show and ask us in the show notes. And then they'll be very useful on the spot directions. But it's, it's actually a really good example of being able to use it more. I mean, your whole mindset is completely different if it's, it's unlimited versus paying for what you're going to use. And, and the more I'm thinking about it too, it's like every... It's, it's so counter to how businesses generally operate. Like, any type of model where there is an unlimited plan, they want you on that plan. Like, even, even cell phone carriers, like, they want you on unlimited minutes plans. They're charging you the most. Like, they make the most money off that. Uh, no, I agree 100%. Um, it's, and I mean, perhaps it's because they don't have, or they fear for the capacity. So they fear that if we give these people these unlimited plans, the network's going to get taken down. And that's a totally fair concern. So, so I don't know that much about the backend infrastructure. Like, is that a legitimate concern? I think that is. I mean, the iPhone came out and AT&T was totally unprepared and it brought down their network and they still haven't recovered and it's five years later. Um, I do but, remember that, that you couldn't make calls anywhere or get iPhone. Like, you couldn't get a- AT&T in, in Manhattan when if iPhones came out. It was, like, unusable. It just, it just destroyed the network. They like, weren't you, ready you for it. You couldn't make a call, like, 50% of the time. Yeah, it just destroyed the network. And that was because they weren't ready to handle, you know, the shift from voice-only cell phones to data cell phones. Um, my problem is that the two gigabyte cap, it, it stymies the innovation. It, it totally says, like, all of our consumers need to fit in, you know, the majority of the consumers are going to buy these smaller data plans. And they're, they're not going to be free to explore the utility of what a mobile computer brings to them. No, completely. I mean, they're going to download less apps, less developers. And am I right? Do the carriers make money off app downloads on their on their um, on their phones or no? Do they not get a part of that? They I don't do know. Um, if 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 they do, it has never been revealed publicly. So I don't I think they, they do. do. So it's, I don't think. I guess in that regard, they don't really have a strong incentive for people to be downloading more apps. But I mean, Apple. And Google definitely do, and they're the biggest partners that cell phone carriers have. Like, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's not creating a good consumer experience at all. I mean, the commercial, like I said before, but the commercials are about what you can do with the smartphone. And then you get the smartphone, and you realize, oh, I actually can't do any of that stuff because I have this tiny amount of data. You know, you know, it's not even that, and that it's it's like you totally can do that. It's just you're going to be sideswiped with these charges. Yeah. So and, and this no, is the kind right. of when thing said, where you're it's, you're it's if you're trying to stay on your on your bill monthly and not get charged more. Right. In theory, I don't know what the actual like normal consumer growth curve in terms of data consumption is. So you, tr- you track the same user using a 14.4 modem, a 28, you know, from yeah. 1996 till today. Huh, what what his data growth curve looks like? I don't trust the carriers in any sense whatsoever to keep up with the growth curve. So it's a two gigabytes, two gigabytes for thirty dollars now. I do not trust that in ten, you know, in, in two years, right? That, that two gigabyte eight, plan, yeah, that that two gigabyte plan becomes a you know a ten gigabyte plan or a tw- whatever the, the appropriate you know scaling is. No, you're I don't, right. I don't trust it, them to do to. that at all. And that's what scares me most about this situation. Well, is that it's not going to screw everybody? It, you know, it's it not going to screw everybody plan, now. But it'll have to be more than two. It's going to screw everyone down the line, and the only way that that could possibly revert, be reversed is I see one of two ways. One of which is the government intervention of sorts, 
And the second of which is there's some sort of competing price war. Um, well, but I'll, I, tell you, I, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess on the line of competing price war is it's they, they all, they're all just copycats. And I mean, when there's four companies competing against each other, it's it's, it's just trends. You want to be doing the opposite thing. So one of the major carriers will go will offer an unlimited plan probably in the Sprint next year or two. Once no one's doing it, that'll be a huge selling point. Verizon brings back the unlimited plan, and they'll get a lot of customers they wouldn't have already gotten. And then the others will also start offering it, and it'll kind of go that way until the reverse. Sprint already offers, or still offers an unlimited plan, and they advertise on that. They do. You're right. Um, but their network is it's, it's really kind of, I guess, I mean, Verizon and AT&T make the market. Like, they, they're such, it's, it's those two that have to do what the other one does. It's those two that kind of set the standard pricing. Um, and you're right that Sprint does, but I don't think a consumer, I think a consumer would be willing to switch from AT&T to Verizon or back and forth. I don't know if they'd switch to Sprint just as easily. I don't think people trust it as well. So I think that the situation in mobile is scary, but I think it actually scares me a bit more the situation on the home front, uh, wired internet. Yeah. In that, so Comcast previously had a 250 gigabyte cap on traffic in one month. And that's nationwide, you think? I think that's nationwide. Apparently it's been repealed. I don't know the specifics of it, but um, apparently it's been repealed, but they're, 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 they clearly want to move to some sort of uh, cap slash metered billing model. So is, Com- is, before we get into it, is Comcast the largest ISP in the country? I'm not sure. Uh, personal ISP? I think so. I'd have to look it up. I, I would bet they are. I think so. That would have to be looked up. Did I lose you again? Uh, no, I actually muted myself because I sneezed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to save you some post-production work. That, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not that good at post. Uh, maybe next time I'll just, I'll just sneeze on the air. I mean, there's nothing to be shy about here. <laughs> there's nothing to be shy about. So, so they have the 250 cap, and then I assume they throttle you to some ridiculously low speed after that. They, don't, they can't actually just shut you off for the month. I believe that's what happens. So, I've so been meaning to write all this I have up. no idea what I use in a month on my home network. I, I, how could I even measure that, actually? So I've been, I, I measure on my Mac what I've used. And so my, my pattern is a bit strange these days. Um, I've actually uploaded in, in the past 11 days, I've uploaded roughly 30 gigabytes and I've received closer to five. All podcasts? Uh, no, I'm actually, um, well, here's a good example. Um, I'm actually uploading, I'm using, uh, Backblaze. Do you know about Backblaze? Do not know about Backblaze. Backblaze is an online backup solution. Um, so I actively back up my computer the entirety of the computer to the cloud. How much storage do you get? Unlimited storage, $5 a month. Backblaze, maybe I'll look into that. But I have to back up my, and I can also back up my entire, also all of my external hard drives to the cloud as well. I can keep all of my storage in the cloud. But it's taken me absolutely forever. And you know what? It's the kind of thing where five years ago, if you asked me, um, would you, do you think you'll have a backup service where you, you know, upload everything, everything on your hard drive to a cloud service, I'd probably tell you, well, I probably wouldn't tell you you're crazy, but most people would probably tell you you're crazy. Yeah. It's, just, it's that kind of, you know, unexpected use case where I get my parents' backblaze, you get your parents' backblaze, um, and suddenly 250 gigabytes a month seems like nothing. It's not that much anymore. No. Not to mention all of the streaming video services like Netflix, um, which use and Netflix HD uses about a gigabyte and a half per hour of content viewed. So how could how could I actually measure um, what I'm using bandwidth at home? Is there a website, an app, or what, how do you how do you track that? Um, if you have a Mac, I have a Mac. You can always open the Activity Monitor, and in the Network tab, you can see the total amount of data received and data sent since the last restart of the computer. But can, I, I run Windows a lot on my Mac, so it's not going to count that, I'm guessing, right? There, I mean, somewhere in the network properties, it can tell you number of packets received, number of packets sent. 
monitoring the uptime. So on a Mac, you can always just drop down into the terminal and type uptime, and it will tell you how long it's been since you last restarted the computer. Okay. I don't know how to measure uptime on a Windows machine. There probably is a way, but I don't know how to do it off the top of my head. I'm uptiming right now. Yeah, so I've been about up 11 for days. 49 minutes. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Two users. Well, who's the other user? The root user. Are you the other user? No. Okay, I guess that's me. It's probably Jordan and probably Root. Okay, fair enough. So, 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 I mean, Comcast already repealed this two hundred and fifty gig thing. I, I mean, I think I think Congress, I think regulatory means are going to be more likely to get involved with kind of home internet than mobile. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the one thing that's now that I now that I speak this out loud, um, I don't want to come off like like very whiny <laughs> in the sense of like wah wah wah. I've always had unlimited internet, and I'm a power user, so I always want my unlimited internet. Uh, I, I think that's actually a lot of how we're coming off right now. But I don't want to yeah, come off like that. You're probably I, I think, right. I don't think I would be opposed to a uh, like a, a metered uh, like a metered type billing, like I pay for like I pay for power. Yeah, um, I don't think you I really sure would be that? opposed. You're not going to come out on the winning end of something like that. No, I don't think I would. I'm definitely not. But I, you know, I just don't like the like I'm buying three gigabytes of data and then like if I use one megabyte more than three gigabytes. I'm buying three more gigabytes. Yeah. Is, that, is that actually how it works that's on exactly, mobile? That's actually how it works. And the, and the thing is that what really gets you are the overage chargers. So right. if you go over your two gigabytes on uh, uh, on Verizon, um, I think it's two gigabytes for 30 bucks. If you go over, they'll sell you the next gigabyte for 30 bucks. I, I didn't actually realize what the pricing was. But if you sign up for four gigabytes a month, it's $50 a month. Yeah. So you'd actually pay more for three than four if you go over. That's what really that's what really gets me about it is that it's not so much about um, limiting limiting people because in, in essence you're never you're never really limiting people. You can always just pay more. It's the fact that like I have to try to drop myself into like a bandwidth bracket before I even start. Like this month. Well, I'm going to be traveling a lot. I'm going to be sitting in airports a lot outside of Wi-Fi. Maybe I'll be using more data. Maybe I should bump it up to such and such. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, it, it, I think it really comes down to, like, the same exact thing as the MetroCard. And that, like, if I don't really have to actively think about it, I'm apt to use it more. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, I try to save power when I'm home. Like, I try to turn off an air conditioner when I'm not in the room or try to turn off the lights. But I don't sit in the dark all day because I like the light. And I, I can, luckily I can afford to run the light in my living room when I'm sitting here. So I like to, you know, and I like to use the internet. So I, I understand that I probably use the internet more than the average person. So I probably should pay a little more. Yeah. You think, I'm, I'm not sure what to think. I don't. I mean, do you think a metered system is actually potentially viable? Or you kind of throwing that out there as what? No, like, no, I, I do theoretical think theoretical world. I do think it's potentially viable. Yeah, I think there'd be so much consumer backlash that. I, mean, I don't know. I think you know, like they say, ninety percent of the users don't use the two gigabytes, so they probably pay less. Um, and then it just provides a really easy way for in my dream world, the rates to come down is you, you just change, you know, you change the per gigabyte rate down accordingly. And you could even do, I mean, you could even do things like, like off peak billing hours. So for example, um, if you do a lot of, you know, if you do a lot of transfer between the hours of 2 AM and, and 6 AM when there's not a lot of usage, it's your, your rate goes rate. down. Um, all these things are fair but they're not explored. Um, so yeah, if that was right. the case, that's when I would do all my uploading. And, you know, it would become like a, like a commodity. 
No, I mean, there, there's, there's very little way to argue that a metered system isn't fair to anyone. I mean, you're directly paying for how much you are using the service. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think the my biggest gripe is that unlimited plans are going away, and I think they're moving to the wrong model. I think they, I think they are too, and, I th and we're in agreement. And I haven't really thought about this before, but I, I do think with cell phones, especially, I think either AT and T or Verizon will bring it back in the next, I don't know, two to three years. I think it'll be their big marketing campaign, and two years down the road, Verizon brings back the unlimited plan, the unlimited plan, something like that. I mean, that'll be great. Because I mean, all they want to do right now is, is move you move you off the limited plan. Yeah, they probably will. Such it is. So I actually did some I did some calculations in preparation for the show. Okay. Because I was trying to what, figure what, out the other what month. What did you calculate? I was trying to figure out the other month how I use somewhere like three gigabytes. On like, your phone, you mean? On my phone, I was like, I mean, I use it a lot. I use maps a lot. I use you know email, which uses almost no bandwidth. I read a bunch of web pages, but really. Mobile web isn't that much data. No. And I'm guessing it, it must come from audio. And so if you're streaming a relatively high bitrate MP3, 192 kilobits, that's about 80 megabytes per hour. Okay. And so that means there's 25 hours of streaming that, will get, that will get you to 2 gigs of data. 12 oh, and a half hours yeah, for yeah, a gig. That's right, right. And so I commute every day. I spend about an hour commuting every day, so that's two hours every single day. And so it's, that's where all my data is going. And you know what? Yeah, I mean, that's 50 hours of more or less on weekdays. And I'm not, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm not a person who sits in my car all day listening to streaming radio, streaming services, which is right. totally plausible. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, so one of these things I really want to see, and I haven't been able to, to locate it, there are these like, growth curves in computing so you can look at like screen DPI over you know the, the dots per inch on a screen from 1984 up until today you can look at uh, the number of transistors on a microchip well, this is looking at Moore's law over time and it's an exponential growth curve I've never seen like a like a household bandwidth consumption curve you know what is the average American how how much bandwidth does the average American household consume on a daily basis? No, I actually don't think I have either. So I wonder if that data is... I'm sure the data is out there. I'm sure, I'm, sure it, I'm sure it's out there. I don't think it's out there in the form that I'm asking for. It actually was looking up the, uh, the New York subway ridership data today. And that's, okay. that, even that's not out there. I had to kind of piece it together bit by bit. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see that curve because I think that's like one of I think that I think that curve is growing at a rate faster than most people think it is. And I don't that know plays, what most people think it is, to be honest. Man. Well, if you you know you you ask you know you ask your parents you know uh, if I ask my how much parents, more do you how much more, more data do you think you'll, you used five years ago? Like no, like ask, that. ask them to forecast right because it's it's always harder to go forwards than it is backwards. Right? Yeah, but using the same trend, right? So ask them. How much data do you think you'll use in, in five years at home? In fact, I bet they have no idea how much data they use at home today. They have zero idea what data even means. <laughs> okay. Well, I think uh -oh. we kind of... But yeah, no, you, you're right. It's, it's, and it's, it'll be all good. You can't you can predict the future. And it's, I mean, every new thing that comes out is going to be more bandwidth, not less bandwidth. Like once there's a new reason to be using something. Yeah, and you, you can't predict that next big thing. Exactly, and it's just—I mean, it's just why it's so like the smartphone thing. It's just so stupid that like every new cool feature that comes out for a smartphone is basically about using more data at the same time that the carriers are charging, killing, killing you for it. Right. So there was this really interesting article that came out like three or four years ago, uh, and they, they started off with this like massive number, and it was something like. There's like 392 petabytes. There's like, what is 392 petabytes? And the article went on to, to explain that 392 petabytes, and I'm getting this number wrong, I'm sure, but I'm going to have to dig up the article, is the amount of space it would take to strap an HD camera to every single person in the world's head and record 
their visual experience for their life for, for, for an, an hour for an entire long? year for one year okay so basically capturing the visual experience of human existence for a year now it's like totally out there in concept right it's a crazy idea it's never going to happen no but they they used it as kind of a like as like a an upper bound on internet consumption and it was a really interesting idea it was like so we have all this stuff right but what is like a, a like a theoretical upper bound on how much you know, media, one, how much media can be consumed by the entire world, right? Mm -hmm. So you can only consume as much media as you can see. You could watch two television shows at once, or you could listen to a podcast as you consumed it, but what's like the, you know, but that, but that would all fit within your field of view. So you're really only consuming this much. Um, so I think that's a, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I want to throw that out there. Oh, it's, it's out there now. It's, it's very much out there. Just, I mean, just like this whole podcast, but that, that's definitely out there. No, I, I, I think it, it has to play to, um, you know, it's, at some point you hit some sort of limit, for, right? Um, until some sort of service comes out where the data rate is beyond that of HD video, and then there's the next thing. Yep. Definitely. All right, I kind of went off the rails there, so I apologize to all the listeners. Well, the whole podcast off the rails. We're not, we're not sticking to rails. It's not scripted. That's right. Who thought it was scripted? We do whatever we want. After the first episode, I played it for a few friends, and they thought it was scripted. Did they say it was a good script? It was a great script. Great script. And I told them it was not scripted. It's even better. Oh, my God, this is improv. This is, I mean, they're probably still some of our most faithful listeners. Probably last week. So, if you want to, if I can rattle off some stats here, status up. Um, let's go with some all-time downloads. Okay. Are we crossed the one hundred barrier? Okay. So we have. It's interesting. Uh, is not including one of the items. According to this, we have twenty-eight downloads total. For second episode, pro tip, 23 okay. for Hoi Hoi, the first episode, and I don't see the third episode here. Oh, it's definitely out. Were we supposed to be at 100,000 by now? God, the, mar yeah, was, the marketing your goal. is not there. Uh, we have four downloads on It Is a Show. Well, I will say that I'm one of the four. 23 downloads. 28 downloads. Kind of surprised by that. I may be three or four of those, but but I may I not bad. I know my mother listened, and she liked it, right? She said it was weird to hear us being so serious. Are, are, are we being serious? I don't think we're being serious at all. Oh, I think we I think we dial it up on the serious notch one or two. Interesting. Oh, maybe we can take it down then. I, or I would gladly take it down three or four. Just be as serious as possible at all times. I think, I think we should aim to be less serious. I mean, I think that's what people want to hear. I don't know, we, we haven't done our first, you know, our inaugural Ahoy Hoy uh, listener survey. So you want to get some market data out there? You want to go on some focus groups, see what the people want? You know what I really want to do, and this is slightly unrelated to that? Uh, I would love to take a live caller one day. Live caller? Can we do that with our infrastructure? We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll patch somebody in. Well, if we're going to have a live call, I mean, I'm sure we could, there are a bunch of people, that'd be great. Do you think you dream up some live callers? I'll, I'll dream up some live callers. I don't know if any of them are listeners. Do they have to be current listeners? Uh, unless they're famous. Famous. Ah, all right. I will no, get sorry. to work okay, on that. So, should, should we wrap up and I will work on a famous live caller for next week? Maybe not even a live caller, but just a, like a guest host. We'll have yeah. some, a guest come on the show. Perfect. We should, that'll be a new, a new segment. Yeah, guests on the podcast. Who do you think we can get as a guest? Uh, I think we could book a number of people. Do we, do we know any celebrities? I know many celebrities in my circles. Some relative uh, celebrities? I'm not sure other people will consider them celebrities. As they might be people I know. We'd, they'd have to have some sort of expertise that's... Uh, 
we're pretty loose on the expertise around here, don't you think? Who could we who could we have on next week to discuss Breaking Bad? We we need to think about that. Um, we could invite Mr. Jake Taylor on. He is a diehard devoted fan of Breaking Bad. Ah, longer ah, than either ah, you or ah, myself. Mr. Taylor, you say? He in fact knows a thing or two about technology as well. Perhaps, perhaps we'll recruit Mr. Taylor. I don't know show. if he's around. I'll have to check his booking agent. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? I, this reminded me of what? That, that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer sets up that uh, talk show set in his uh, the Merv Griffin show in his apartment. Yes, the Merv Griffin show in his apartment <laughs> has guests on the whole time. That's kind of what we're becoming if we start having people on the podcast. The best part about that episode is how he gets the theme song to play and he just yeah. like he just sits there and doesn't tell anyone what's going on. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's, oh, it's Jerry. That's a great episode. Like, they all come on. Like, George comes on, Elaine, Jerry. Like, they're all on at one point or another. And somehow at the... Yeah, it's... No, they all come on because they just all just come into his apartment. They don't know they're going to be on the talk show. And doesn't he set up, like, a surprise and, like, uh, ruins one of their relationships or something? Like, There's, he um, has, like, he gets Elaine to talk about her boyfriend and he's, like, actually backstage or something yes. and then Kramer brings him out. <laughs> yeah. And, and somehow there's, like, so it's the Merv Griffin show. So somehow he gets a, like, an animal, like a hawk handler, right? Yeah. Isn't that how the episode ends? Yeah. It's just, I just can't, like, imagine that phone call. Like, <laughs> I've, I've set up, I'm not Merv Griffin, but I've set up the set to the Merv Griffin show and I'd in like my you... apartment on the Upper West Side <laughs> great great Seinfeld episode that's a good one I'd like to go watch that one right now because we're sponsored by Seinfeld hey this is we're just throwing them out there some more free publicity yeah can you claim you're sponsored by someone you're not is that legal no I have a feeling it's probably against the law per se okay do you think I can say the word Seinfeld can you say it without his permission it's a surname it's a surname so you can just say it, just like you can say. You know, we're talking about Jerry Seinfeld or Stephen Seinfeld. Yeah, Smith, Jones, or Constant. You can say any surname you want. You're right. All right. I think it's a show. Cut it. <laughs>